0: Okay, you want to animate a character in your video and you need to choose the right software to do this. It happens that you have two choices, both of which seem pretty good, and you're not sure which one to choose. Well, stay tuned because in this episode, number 2131, Bill and Sean Johnston, the CG Bros, will do their best to help you make the right decision when they answer the commonly asked question, Should I use Maya or MotionBuilder for animating characters? on the CG Bros, CG Insider Podcast.
1: Hello and welcome. Thanks for joining us for this edition of the CG Insider Podcast. In this episode, we're gonna be answering the question submitted by Tammy W. that we received on our Ask Us Anything page on our website at thecgbros.com. Her question was, should I use Maya or Motion Builder for animating characters? Well, thanks a lot, Tammy, for asking that question. By the end of this podcast, uh, you'll know, not only know what makes Maya and Motion Builder such powerful tools, but you'll learn what their specific strengths and weaknesses are in order to choose the right tool for your animation project. We'll cover some background on Maya and Motion Builder and give you some insights and unique perspectives uh, from us on what we think uh, some of these, um, what are the good things about these tools for animation and uh, everything else uh, that goes along with that.
2: Yes, and you'll learn about some animation techniques that are being used to create you know, believable and realistic character performances, such as uh, how, you know, how to rig your character, you know, how to use dynamic and procedural animation, and you know, what are the methods for that and the uses of that. You know, we'll give you some of our suggestions as well, and, and uh, some of our insights into which of these methods. And uh, you know, there's some really unique tools out there and, and techniques to, to help really help you uh, to make your character uh, animation uh, better. And and if you're just starting out, um, you know, that's kind of the purpose of this podcast is going to get get you guys, get you in as well. So uh, I'm Bill Johnson, one of your hosts for today's podcast, and I'm Sean Johnston, and together we're the CG Bros. Uh, so let's uh, start out our discussion, Sean. Basic, you know, let's let's talk about the what is character answer. animation. Yeah, let's just start out with that. <laughs> what is character animation? Uh, well
1: in the area of animation it uh, it basically involves uh bringing ca- animated characters to life you know you breathe life into them um you know making people who watch them believe that they're real and have thought emotion personality um this can be you know animating a character it could be a human an animal or even in- any inanimate object uh, go
2: ahead well, let me let me just say for clarification here i think we're, we're just we're i think we're trying to distinguish or at least we I, I, we want to distinguish between character animation from like creature animation uh which usually involves bringing you know like you said animals and, and, and other creatures that are real or imaginary to life but we're not we're, we're talking more about character animation do you want to talk or, or do you want to include creature animation as part of character animation. Well, I just we kind of do-
1: figure, I mean, in my in my book, I think it involves, um, I can involve all of those.
2: Okay. Uh, as your character. That. I mean,
1: you could have, you know, a lot of these these animal type characters are humanoids. So I mean if you get, you know, you have that that feeling. It's not necessarily I'm not talking about actually creatures like uh, you know, 3D animated creatures like uh, in Jurassic Park or
2: well, know, I'm thinking some of the sci-fi films, you know, some of the some of the 300-legged creatures, you know. That oh
1: no, I'm I even like, talking about that. That's why I didn't say creature. I just said human uh, animal or an Gotcha. All right. But uh, you know, traditionally, this was done by drawing, uh, you know, characters moving in a sequence of drawings, and then they photographed those and played them back one after another to give the illusion of motion. Um, and this this works because there's, you know, your brain works this way, and it's it's called persistence of vision, and that's how you get the illusion of that motion by seeing those images. It's all
2: smoke and mirrors, right?
1: Yeah, it actually is. I mean, just look at, <laughs> you know, go go back to all the way back to your little flip book. We talked about another podcast where you have your little, your book and you've drawn on the, on the, um, the, the, bottom of the pages and you just flip through your book
2: and you see, hey, you know, that's, that's a great segue to, you know, as far you know, I didn't even know I was following or trying to follow the 12 characteristics of uh, animation. 12 pr- uh, principles, principles and characteristics. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Why don't we why don't we go ahead and go through some of those uh, if you don't mind? I well, mean that, no, I don't mind. That, you know I was I was you know utilizing these and I didn't even know it, which is which is kind of funny. Yeah, and you uh, did but, a really good job by the way. You know what, Sean, I, I think I took the best advantage of arcs. Somehow you know my specialty was arcs and and follow through and stuff like that, but let's go ahead and and start to beat at the top of the list here. Well, go yes, and, and the first well, the first the first thing is, well what are these 12 principles and
1: where they come from? It came from um, two of the nine, well, the nine old men at Disney, uh, the traditional animators that were there. Um, they called them the nine old men in the golden age of, of animation at Disney. They uh, know
2: nothing. Well, the
1: two of them, um, Frank Thomas and Ollie Johnson were um, two of those guys who wrote a book called Disney Animation, the Illusion of Life. And in that, they wanted to partake or not partake, but share with uh, everyone in the world how to... Uh, with the principles that they had. And then also to uh, they developed them over time to help the animators, uh, you know, that were currently there because uh, they had a, they had a slew of animators too. Um, and then people up and coming to learn how they did their process. So that's kind of how, where it came from. Mm-hmm. um We can go through some of those, um, you know, those are their, are foundational ideas uh, and they're utilizing cl- classrooms and studios around the world. Um, and they've been there. They've been doing that for over 40 years. And if you, um, want to get into animating, uh, and that's something that you really love. Then you definitely have to to learn these things. It's uh, it will help you yeah. if you want to do movies, video games, web design. Um, need to know. Yes, right.
2: absolutely. I, I was going to say, well, the, you know, the first one of those, uh, the most important one, at least in my view, is probably uh, you know the thing, the, probably the most important thing to learn is is timing. You know, you you want to you know, we talked about your powers of observation in prior podcasts, and that is really if you have you could do anything to improve your situation and your position as an artist you, you you'll want to you know hone your powers of observation um, you know being able to judge timing uh, of motion and movement um, allows you to 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 duplicate reality uh, in your animations you know with the pro- just just proper timing alone can can make your you know, whatever it is—a cube or a sphere, or you know, any basic primitive—look cooperative or stubborn or heavy or light, or you know, the, the, you emote certain attributes to it. We can, you know, that's one of the other characteristics actually of this personality. But you know, timing is really key. In, in I agree.
1: Mind. I agree. That's uh, that's that's a key. And then squash and stretch is, is another one, especially when applied to characters. Uh, you, you know, that it gives you illusion of mass and weight um, and flexibility to the characters as you're animating uh, and moving how they're moving around. And this is done by just compressing or expanding the character's body. So um, I guess a, a good example would be a bouncing ball. You know, you see the bouncing ball that uh, if you see it and slow it down in real motion or in real and slow motion, it, you know, it bounces and you can see it compressing onto the ground. And then when it actually, um, you know, comes off of the ground it stretches out so it actually that elasticity of it um, and its motion uh, stretches out into the air
2: yeah and Scott's squash, squash and uh, stretch it, it's really tough to see in the real in the realistic world you know in certain I- in instances like you said over the bouncing ball or some kind of the real world object you you know you would it, you know you don't really notice it because it's it's so subtle i mean uh but uh squash and stretch uh, to to a very small amount you know, it uh, works really well, I, I think in the realistic world, you know, cause you don't want to see some kind of weird deformation, you know, you don't want to see it in some kind of weird, weird shape, you know, that your eyes is not used to. That's kind of uh, approaching the uncanny valley, but you know, squash and stretch the te- that technique is used a lot in, in, in um, you know, cartoon type characters, you know, that, that type of style.
1: Anyway. Yeah. Here's the, here's um, a here's a quick example. I'll just show you. Um, and it's, it's very simple. It has a cube. that's just squash and stretching. That's that's, basically what it is, um, in it's simplest form. Um, there's also staging. So this principle of that is just every pose or your action of your characters uh, should convey a clear intention. Um, it, you know, that principle eliminates extra details in the background. So your audience is always focused on what's happening in the scene, even if the center of the scene is
2: always moving. Um, yeah. And it's, it's interesting that that principle isn't, directly related to the motion itself but it has more to do with i at least to me how, how the key poses key poses are, are set you know um you know basically the poses are in my view are meant to communicate like a character's intention so if you have these key poses and you can move from pose to pose uh, you can more easily understand you know what the viewers or what the character's motivation is and or, or what he's doing and what's happening
1: yes i agree with that um the other thing is also Um, another important thing is slow in and slow out, or they call it ease in or ease out. And that's that, that things can go, you know, an example would be, um, a car in real life. Your car won't accelerate to 60 miles an hour right away. Right. So you're going to be, it takes you a while to pick up that momentum Mm -hmm. and reach that speed. So you have things that accelerate and then you have something when you're slowing down, that same car could be stopping. And it, it takes a little bit of time to slow that down. So that's kind of, it doesn't, it doesn't
2: just instantly start, start or instantly stop, you know, you know, one moment and it slows down over time, depending on, you know, right. And that adds realism to your character. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, there's a few extreme cases where you might do that, you know, especially in the effects realm, but, you know, typically things don't abruptly stop, you know, and so that ease in and ease out is, is basically that natural phenomenon, you know, that describes that, that Start, you know, stop. Basically, the the, the laws of of uh, physics that you know dictate how how uh, velocity and and mass work. So, um,
1: I agree. Um, the other thing is, you've got um, exaggeration. That's another one, um, and it's you know you overstate certain movements, and it helps evoke a point. Um, for example, uh, you know it it, ex- it helps you exaggerate uh, and achieve greater expression. Um, you can get more dynamic poses and motions, uh, I, and then, I, you know,
2: hopefully, I think it's at the heart of cartoony animation. If you look at cartoons, that's, that's the primary technique that they use. I mean, it's, it's these extreme poses and extreme body postures as well as, you know, I don't over the top, um, facial expressions, um, you know, right. I agree. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's another one you and
1: then of course, appeal, um, the appeal of your, um, of your character, you know, strive to create uh, images that will be interesting, and compelling to your audience, and whether they're, you know, heroes, villains, creatures, or inanimate objects, like I mentioned before.
2: Um, and uh, you know, appeal means you you really like it. Of course, that's that's the whole or, or you like for. to ha- or you like to hate them. You know, I mean, it it ha- I think it goes to the core of like a character's believability or or you know, like you said, likability or dislikability. Um, I think, you know, it. it it portrays, um, a, you know, what you're doing for appeal is you're trying to, to kind of basically portray a character style, and and you know you can do that with how they stand and how they gesture, and you know what their mannerisms are and, and stuff like that, and and you can tell if they're if they're a, a character to somebody to be feared or someone you know that you can trust. You know, it goes into you know, body language is a huge part of animation, and it really goes to that appeal factor. Yes,
1: yes. And then there's also follow through and overlapping action, kind of like you see today in in, uh, one of the Disney films where you have overlapping of the hair, uh, follow through um, and overlapping action of that. So, I mean, those are the things you have to pay attention to. So those are, um, you know, you're following laws of physics, Um, the characters running and stops, or main body will stop, but other parts of their body will keep moving. So that's kind of what
2: follow through and overlapping action is. I've always thought of that as something that, that shows that you understand the principles of, of momentum
0: yes. or, you know, mass. something has mass or yes. weight
2: exactly, or, or inertia. And, and that kind of, you know, tags along to what you were talking about earlier with the ease in and ease out. Um, it's, it's, it, you know, these, these things that ease in and ease out and, and things that have momentum and, and carry over, you know, the energy has to dissipate. Right. Right. Um, once you, in, once you in, invoke it, um, that that really is key to believable uh, animation, and uh, uh, it's yeah. really complex to do by hand. By the way,
1: yes, and of course your your solid drawing. Um, you know, this principle encourages those animators uh, to be mindful of the fact that that while forms may be presented in two D, which you normally would see in the olden days, um, and there's some now in new movies and things are doing back going back to two D, but it's all done in the computer. But um, they should strive to look 3D. So your character poses should be clear and expressive. Um, the silhouette, silhouettes of the character should be easily uh, read. Um, you know, even if you were to look at a character on your screen, you're watching your film, you pause it. Um, very, very good animation is done where you could pause that and then cut it out, cut out your character in a silhouette form and look at it and understand, oh, what, you can feel the feeling of that particular character at any given time. So. Uh, that solid drawing will will give you that
2: nice pose. Yes, silhouettes silhouettes. absolutely. And you know it has that has a lot to do with how you know we were talking earlier about you know, poses, but that, you know, there are certain things called key poses, right, Sean? Yes. I mean, that that visually set and control a character's personality and their their appeal that we were referring to earlier. Um, you know, and those poses are meant to communicate communicate a character's intentions to the viewer. Or, or you know to the audience so they can more easily understand what the motivation of that character is i mean i, I think of what's uh uh what uh, what's the dr- the dracula character uh, uh the Dracul? uh huh <laughs> Dracul. no no the count uh, dracula yeah yeah the, the character in in uh uh one of the boris uh, is that uh, who is it uh, bella lagosi <laughs> no gosh it's in the 3d animated characters we're talking one of the one of the more recent movies it, actually a new movie is coming out uh, I don't know it must be version uh, part four or something um but it's about the, the you know the the monsters and like the, the kid marries the the daughter who's a monster and he's this the, the son of a monster um
1: I think I know what you're talking about that's uh with adam Sandler is the voice of the exactly dad, yeah right? yeah exactly uh, for yeah. sony 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 come on think of it think of it i I,
2: I, I know I know right don't I, scream I feel at your here don't scream at your radio right now <laughs> everybody's going yeah yeah <laughs> it's this it's this you idiots. Oh. But you know, I, I, all I'm saying is 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 that that is that's a prime example of you know it, it's really true and respectful to some of the some of the the classic characters there. I mean, they have they have uh, you know strikeable poses, they have strikeable silhouettes, like you were saying. I mean, it's 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 just it's classic and and timeless in a lot of ways, and it really um, really goes to that that appeal factor of the characters.
1: Yes, and and you know, I was thinking about. Um the, uh, the movie you're referring to that we can't remember that should be unnamed.
2: I'm going to look it up. Go ahead. Yeah.
1: You look it up while I'm, while I'm talking, I feel like a moron, but anyway um, you know, you're thinking about the, the, the Spider-Verse you know, Spider-Man entered. entered Oh, that was
2: really a great, great uh, piece.
1: And and you look at that and you see all of those principles involved with that. You know, obviously they, they made it look more, and I like to talk about it because they made it more, um, comic book style and, and not so fluid. And so they, you know, they did, you know, things on twos and, um, you know, held frames. So they, they look, it looks staggered and stuttered. Um, and, and I really appreciated that, that they decided to go that way when they made that movie and it's super impressive. Obviously they did a lot of other things like, um, you know, uh, bleeding colors uh, and backgrounds and made them look very, very, um, you know, where they call them, where they're, um, uh, gosh, they, you know, the, the newsprint has the dots and they have it. Yeah, cur- yeah. I think they're called Kirby dots. Anyway, that, that kind of a look, um, to, to make that movie just stand out, um, over the last few years, I've just, you know, kind of bored with, uh, animated movies. Okay. Seeing I got that,
2: it. I, I got it. Sorry, Hotel Transylvania. Ah, jeez, come on. <laughs> All right. you, you need more sleep. You need more sleep. I know. What the heck? You know what? We're working too hard, John. Well, yeah, I know. That's what I feel like. I'm crunching like crazy here, guys. Hey, okay. you need your sleep. I'll tell you. I was oh, telling you that earlier. Yes,
1: I do need my sleep. That's a very important thing. I, I know. Right, well, you said
2: eat, eat right, and go to sleep. Exactly. But it's hard. Well, be hey, an artist. I, <laughs> you know, I'll tell you what. It's everything. You so see so, so much, you see so much inspiring stuff every day, and. You know, you you want to get out there and, and and start projects. And you know, we we have another podcast c- coming up about project management and and how to how to go from start to finish on on some of your ideas. But you know, it's, it's really challenging. I, I start a lot of stuff myself and 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 don't really finish it. I've got a lot of unfinished pro- uh, masterpieces. Uh, masterpieces, yes,
1: exactly. I've seen some of those. You have some really really cool stuff. You will have to talk. Uh, we'll have to tell you about it sometime. Um, some of the exactly, exactly. amazing
2: ones uh, you've done. Well, uh, so, uh, you know, I, I've created a lot of those with Maya and some of those 3ds Max, but since this is a, a podcast about Maya and Motion Builder, and, and which is better to animate your characters with, why don't we go ahead and talk a bit about what Maya is? I think um, we should probably talk about that, Bill, but since you have so right. much vast experience with Maya. Well, you want to hear something really, really deep, Sean? Tell me, tell me. You know what Maya is? It's it's the illusion that the world is, um, as it's perceived by our senses, You know, our sight and sound and touch, taste and smell. Um, It's the apparent reality of the material world. And I know that's getting pretty deep for some of you. And that's probably why they named the software Maya after uh, this uh, religious uh, ideal. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, um, you know, honestly, uh, the software, at least Maya, uh, we're talking about is it's it's a really powerful software program that contains... You know, some tools that enable you and me and anybody who picks it up and has the wherewithal to kind of go through the learning curve uh, to do you know modeling and simulation and and then render out your images uh, and 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 more than that it's just a pretty powerful software tool um, well I said that you know it's robust and versatile and 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 you know it's a lot of people consider it to be an industry standard and and I I'd have to agree with that I mean it's used pretty widely
1: yes it's it's an imagination machine Uh, anything you can think about and imagine in your mind you can create in the computer today. Uh, It's, it's endless. It's, it's such a beautiful, powerful tool. Uh, And there's other powerful tools. Like we said, uh, mentioning motion builder and uh, in Maya, Um, you know, motion builder has been around for a while and it's, it's what I've been using almost exclusively for the last 10 years. I was using, 3d studio before that uh, and then got into learning and then i learned maya and did you know rigging and waiting and uh, animating using that um, i didn't do too many particle effects type stuff i think like with VFX stuff like you're doing it with it um, but i did some rendering uh, max to me was always easier to use um, than than maya was i couldn't get the renders that i really wanted out of out of uh, out of maya well that's given enough time you can you can pretty much probably make any, any of these amazing software programs uh, render out some really amazing images. But, uh, you know, Motion Builder was predominantly made for motion capture. And I was very opposed to getting into motion capture when
2: I first started. Um, I didn't want anything to do with it, really. Um, so, you're, so as you're saying motion, ca- I mean, when you're saying uh, it's primarily... T- editing motion, editing you know, motion capture data... Okay. 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 Um, so, so you take motion capture in and that's it's strong. You're saying that's, that's where its strength is lies is, is bringing in motion capture data and editing it and chopping it up and cutting it up and pasting it and, 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 and editing it. Like you said. Uh,
1: yes. I mean, it was originally made by Kedera, which was um, purchased by Alias and then Alias was purchased by Autodesk and so on and so forth. And so, uh, they, well, it used to
2: be uh, called FilmBox, right?
1: Yes, FilmBox was, and Kadera was the company.
2: And that's uh, why the extension is K, uh, what, Fbx, right? Fbx, yeah, FilmBox. Okay, And, right. and, so and it, it
1: originally started. I remember when it first came out, and I was, I was doing, I was doing Max at that time. I was animating on a, on an MMO uh, video game, and uh, we we're using biped and characters in there uh, that come with out of the box. You could just start animating. In fact, it's funny because motion or um, autodesk 3d studio max was you had motion files at your at your fingertips using biped when right when max came out and that was the whole thing was was using motion capture And I, you know for me um, it was
2: powerful it it was 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 super
1: powerful but i didn't want to mess with motion capture i wanted to be a, a true animator and learn how to do you know either you know pose to pose straight ahead,
2: animating and, and well then you have one giant long long motion file. I mean with, with, with motion capture at least you can blend the different motions together and cut scenes together and, 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 and blend between moves. I mean it, or is that no you, yes you can
1: and that's the power the, the, the real power of motion builder is is, is strictly um, in, using for motion builder or, or motion capture files. Raw data you can read in um, several different formats uh, of motion capture uh, BVH and um, gosh I can't remember all the different different ones but uh, y- those are the ones that come right in as raw files and it has the ability to filter a lot of the because when you do motion capture you get a lot of frames uh, especially when it's not cleaned up uh, by whoever you're getting it done by now today you can you know you can get your Perception neuron um, you can get Extend suits. On your own for, or what is it? The rokoku. Uh, uh,
2: so, what makes good motion capture uh, data is for another podcast, I think.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, there's different <laughs> different uh, magnetic suits or you know optical suits you can you can get data from. But every one of those, when you get them, a lot of times they're at different frame rates. So some some can be up to over 500 uh, frames per second capturing. So when you get those files back and you're messing with them you know you've got to get them down to 30 frames a second or you're sitting there messing with keyframes and it's it's just too high a resolution so you kind of reduce it down the filtering for all of the animation curves uh in your motion captured character um you've got filtering to take out you know weird you know if your arms get Artif-
2: artifacts it, and gim- stuff yeah, yeah
1: gimbal locks pops weird things that go on you miss one of the markers on the suit moves and all of a sudden your arm twists around and you know uh, oddly and strange, and you got to go and fix that. So you, um, you know, you have to filter out all those keys. You can optimize the keys. You can smooth the keys. Um, you can take out peaks. I mean, it, that's the the power of that. Plus the fact that you can use it for using almost like it's a nonlinear editor using story, and you can blend tracks like you would in Premiere. Uh, yeah, so i think
2: that I, th- I think that's what that's probably one of its major powers i mean you, you tell me if correct me if I'm wrong but i mean the ability to layer your animations I mean you've got motion you motion capture layers and you've got keyframe layers and you've got maybe some simulated layers so you you can blend the all, all those different motion types together to right. create and and really hone that that performance right those are so you have your track layers which is
1: the tracks of the actual movement itself and then you've got layers for individual poses that you can do on top of that as well within motion builder. It's not really, I mean, you can use it for rigging characters, um, you know, controls. You can't do any weighting. You can't, and uh, you know, but what you do in motion
2: or in Maya, you can't do so You've been talking m- about a lot of the pros. That's I guess we're talking about some of the cons now. I mean, yeah, what, I can go in what, and out of both of these. <laughs> so, okay. Okay. Well, so, so go ahead, go ahead. Sorry.
1: So I was just saying, those are things you cannot do really well, or you can't weight a character in, in, in motion builder at all. Uh, it's, it's, you can do some type of rigging, but the rigging that you can get in Maya, um, all the free plugins that people are making, um, all the skinning tools that people make, all those things uh, are so much easier to do in, in Maya. I wouldn't even mess personally. Don't even do it in, in Motion Builder, unless you've got some technical animator that's a genius that can get it done for
2: you instead of okay, all the well, controls so for you. So that's my exactly thing, sure, sure. So so it sounds like what you're saying, uh, if I'm you know, correct me if I'm wrong, is basically Motion Builder is strictly an animation, it's strictly used as an animation tool, it doesn't do modeling, it doesn't do, has no rendering capabilities, it doesn't, no, you know, it, it has limited. You know, physical simulator, whatever. I, ha- I know it has ragdoll physics. Uh, that you yeah, can, but it's, you it's, it's clu- that. It, in my opinion it's very very kludgy. It's it's yeah, very not, rudimentary, very yeah. kludgy. Yeah. Um. You know, and and the other downside of Motion Builder is it's it, it it's got you know I will to tell you this from personal experience it's got a pretty steep learning curve. But you know once once you master some of the basics, you're you're really good to go. And 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 here's here's you know we're taking we this is Motion Builder's biggest weakness is strictly used as an animation tool but but you know what on the flip side that's its biggest strength sean i mean right. you'll you'll be the first to admit it. i mean that's it why can we do things yeah, yeah go ahead we you, i'm just saying we, that's why we use both of them we use maya and motion builder motion
1: builder you can crank through motion files faster than any any uh any other program i've ever seen you can have multiple takes of of in in your you can have hundreds of animation takes within motion builder itself um which are you know um, you know, walking, run, you know, fighting, punching, all those things can be in your same file and you can blend those all together. Really. It has amazing tools. And then retargeting to other characters. That really is it's, it's a uh, forte as well as different size characters, different proportions. You can, you can do, um, uh, reach for the, for the translation of your character's arms yeah, to rotation. Yeah. So yeah, not to get too technical, but that's really what it's, it's for, um, Get out of the weeds. Yeah, yeah. Get out of the weeds. But do your key, <laughs> do your keyframing, and and your your really finesse stuff in Maya.
2: Yeah, yeah. And since it's strictly an animation tool at heart, it 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 has got a really deep and well thought out tool set that, that really allows you to practically do anything you want to do from an animation perspective. I mean, um, and and not to mention, you know, we we it's it's very useful, especially today, uh, given some of the virtual uh, production that's going on for. for uh, uh, pre-visualization, yeah, that's his big strength. Visualization, thank yeah. you. Yeah,
1: no, exactly. That was used. That was used uh, was used on, uh Avatar um, by James Cameron. He loved it. And he had a virt- virtual camera. used it. In motion Builder direct hookup. You can uh, direct hookup to motion capture devices. Um, you can go right straight into Unity and Unreal, and through and and at the same time hook up to Motion Builder. So you can see your characters in real time uh, while they've got their suits on. So it's pretty impressive there. I've, I've actually I have experience doing that as well with uh, using OptiTrack system. Yep. Um The other thing, you know, it's been used for multiple movies. Uh, some were Hugo, Real Steel, Rise of the Planet of the Apes, uh, of course, Beowulf, which you mentioned on and Can- and Candy Valley, which a lot of people may not know what that means, but we'll have to explain it on, a, on another podcast.
2: What that was the that was the first uh, film I saw with with semi realistic CG fire.
1: Oh, really? Uh, I, didn't even, uh, that, that, <laughs> I didn't even notice uh, that. I'm a
2: Denmark film for that. But you know,
1: um, you want to go some comments uh, since we're running out of time?
2: <laughs> well, I, I will just say, uh, you know, we're going to be covering um, previs and issues and what is pre-vis, previsualization. Gosh darn it, come on out. Um, <laughs> in uh, our upcoming podcast 2134, coming up in here in a couple of weeks. So, uh, you know, stay tuned for that. Um, but, you know, before we get into that, I just wanted to let people know that there's a uh, there's the best of both worlds solution that works pretty well. Autodesk has put together an exchange or a bridge between the Mayan and, and motion builder. True. You know, there's menu items, you know, right, Sean, that you mm-hmm. can, in both programs that allow you to send your scenes back and forth between yes. the two programs. One says like, I, I think it's send to Maya. Yep. Send, send to motion, motion builder. Yep. Exactly. And or or vice Max versa. Too. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh, exactly. So, um, the, the, you know, That's things powerful. are coming together. There's a convergence coming together. And so it just makes a, 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 everyone's job a little bit easier, but, um, Right. Uh, yeah. In case you missed it, we did a full podcast on what is motion capture and how it's used, back in episode number twenty one twenty one. So be sure to check that one out. Nice. Um, uh, so, Sean, you want to talk about any other programs for animating characters before we move on to the? You know, uh,
1: you know it's kind of a general. I guess the Motion Builder Maya thing. Uh, no, i mean, We could go on to other two D programs if you want to do two D. Should use Maya Motion Builder. You should. I mean, uh, any any other particular programs? We could talk about that in another podcast for sure. Uh, We could probably go into the comments if you want to do some of the comments in the mailbag. Sure. Go ahead. Um, So, so, why does the guy in the red? Okay. All right. All right.
2: Yes. So, So we got this one from Whammy Graham. Whammy Uh, Graham. (laughs) How are you doing, Whammy Graham? Appreciate you uh, watching our podcast and commenting. Uh, Whammy Graham says, what does say? Why does he this said, guy in the red shirt talk yeah, wh- so much? Why does the guy in the red shirt talk so much? <laughs> well, you know, whammy Graham, I'll tell you what, that's a great point. And uh, some people say I do talk too much and, and uh, obviously uh, you're not, you're not the only one who has said that uh, in our comments, but I'm really passionate about what we do here at CG bros. <laughs> and and I, I love talking about what we're talking about. I love the subjects matter we're talking about and granted. Yeah. I, I might uh, get a little too enthusiastic and, and uh, carry on a little bit longer than some people like. But, you know, it's because I love what I'm doing and, and I appreciate your, uh, your comment there. Well, I enjoy your talking myself as well, bro. Uh,
1: it's hypnotic. Yes. So what, what about etheric bliss? So we mentioned what uh, that... All right, I'll just read it. How important, yeah, is, it. You know, how important is lighting and CGI? Great one. Again, very happy to see that y'all are showing examples as y'all talk can't wait to see more. Thanks much. And cheers. You know, it's funny you you say that, Um, you know, we, we, uh, we work uh, other jobs during the day um, and we are busy. So we're trying to get these podcasts out because we want to share our knowledge and stuff with, with you. And, um, and it takes a lot of time to do that. So in all honesty, we're doing this sometimes over zoom. He's at his uh, bills at his house. I'm at my house. So um I appreciate the uh, the uh, the uh, comment there etheric
2: yeah absolutely i i would just uh, you know add a little bit to that and say you know um we we're listening we're reading your comments we're we're improve trying to improve you know we're not saying we're going to have you know, it's, it's like Kaizen, uh, uh, slow, slow improvements, you know, over right, time. And, right. and that's really kind of what we're about. And yeah, I think you'll see the, the quality of our podcast improving as, as we get along. So Maybe that's um, etheric. <laughs> so, ether. etheric bliss, right. <laughs> okay. Right, right. And, and we appreciate you leaving that comment. Yes. Um, and, and lastly, uh, Alexis um, left this uh, comment. Um, CGI is cool. It could be comedy, drama, action, or fictional. Your explanation is useful for beginners. Hey, thanks, Alexis. You know, uh, you know a lot of people say, "Well, why, why aren't you really going to the you know the tech, technical side of things here at, uh, in these podcasts?" And we, we dive into the weeds here somewhat now and then, uh, especially Sean does. But I know, uh, and I talk too much a little bit sometimes when I get too passionate. But I'll just say. Um, you know, get to the point, these these podcasts are for people who are looking to, you know, who have not really been, been into the the world of CGI and who are looking to get into it and maybe do it themselves. And, and want to, want to start getting some answers as to, uh, you know, from, from people who know, uh, as to how they can get into it, how they can learn to do it there on their own, how, you know, what are the pitfalls, what are the, you know, tips and tricks. And and we go through all those in our podcast. So, yes. Um,
1: so we want to thank you so much for being with us today, uh, for our discussion. And thanks again, Tammy, for asking uh, that great question. Should I use Maya or MotionBuilder for animating characters? We really hope you enjoyed it as much as we did speaking about it. And uh, I hope you learned some things about the mysterious realm of uh, character CGI animation. Um, You learned exactly what character animation is, and we discussed two popular software tools for getting the job done. Um, You learned why animation Style's important when choosing specific approach to character animation. We could probably go into a little bit more than that. Um, and uh, just, you know, and how you can enhance the overall character animation by following um, the principles of animation and, uh, and taking your, your animations uh, to the next level. So it's super important.
2: Yeah, and, fi- and finally, we covered the pros and cons of some of these tools and suggested some techniques and tips uh, if you're thinking of getting into character animation and computer animation even more generally. And if you enjoyed our podcast or found it valuable, please do us a favor and share it with some of your friends. Uh, You can join us for a brand new podcast of the CG Insider Podcast right here every week as we talk about different subjects related to the business, the art, and the craft of 3D and CGI animation and digital effects. So um, we also talk about other interesting things that uh, you guys bring to our attention. So we really appreciate you submitting those things to our Ask Us Anything.
1: Yep. Keep doing it. And if you got a question or subject you'd like us to discuss on any of the future podcasts we do, simply leave a comment in the section below if you're watching us on YouTube. uh, Or you could head over to our website uh, at thecgrose.com and go to the About Us menu and click on the Ask Us Anything like Tammy did.
2: Uh, We're looking forward to seeing you guys back here next week uh, for our podcast where we'll be answering the puzzling question, how can I create facial animation? Yeah, it's going to be really interesting.
0: I I know it will be. Uh, Don't miss it. Until next time, take care. Bye. That's it for today. We hope you've enjoyed the CG Pro's answer to the question, should I use Maya or Motion Builder for animating characters? Thanks for being with us. If you're watching on YouTube or other social media, please give us a like and make a comment. If you haven't yet subscribed, please hit the subscribe button. And ring the bell so you'll be notified when we post our next podcast. You can listen to our podcasts on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Audible.com, and Stitcher. If you're listening on Spotify, you can share the podcast to Facebook, Twitter, and Tumblr with the share link. That's the circle with the three dots in it. You can contact us on our website at thecgbros.com. And follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Tumblr, and Instagram. Oh, and don't forget to tell all your friends about this podcast series. And be sure not to miss the next episode when the CG Pros will answer the question, how is facial animation created? This has been episode 2131 of the CG Pro CG Insider podcast. See you next time.